Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio and the friggin' world. And actually, I guess it is the world tonight because we got Canadians on the line. My God, when would I... Vegas Vance, I got Canadians on the line. I love it. Um, I used to tell you people I could do is go on knitting and go number one, two, or three. And uh, I got to put up or shut up. And uh, this is going to be an incredible show tonight. I realize I run in the marketing category, but this is a show that needs to be heard. We're going to be talking about what I label animal concentration camps. And you don't have to be a tree hugger or a card-carrying member of PETA to uh, understand the difference between what's right and what's wrong. I hope everybody tunes in. It's going to be a badass show. We are coming to the last final hurrah. The last show I did with Sylvia Rob. Uh, There will probably be three or four more shows to come before the legendary sales and marketing behind the eight ball comes to its conclusion after the glorious year. Vegas Ben, back at you in a minute. God, it worked. That is like three shows in a friggin' row. What's up, everybody? It is Vegas Vince, sales and marketing behind the eight ball. And, uh, you know, as I told you, the last hurrah is coming to a show that has set the standard on BTR, and everybody knows it. It's the consistently the highest-rated show in marketing on Block Talk Radio. And I used to make a joke that I could do a friggin' show on knitting and go number one. Um, I never expected to be doing a show on pets. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, this is an interesting show in the fact that, um, is that music still playing, girls? Can you guys, uh, can you, uh, I have no idea why. Last week, by the way, as you know, we had a disaster. We exceeded our bandwidth or whatever. Five minutes into the show, I had over a thousand live listeners, and I spent it up, ended up spending about an hour talking to no one. I had to redo the show with basically dead links and 
two days later, we still ended up, I think, number two in marketing. So hopefully tonight, uh, BTR's got their you-know-what together. I got the show extended. Um, For you people who run shows in the pet category, don't worry. You probably won't see me again over here. For my hardcore listeners who think I went wacko, um, as I told you, um, I want these shows, I want the legacy of this show to be one that actually meant something, you know, whether you, you know, you hate me or you love me, um, nobody can ever doubt the passion I have for what I do. Um, I'm going to start off, we're going to be talking about the Gazoo, what I call concentration camp. Uh, it's labeled a zoo, and uh, I believe it's located in Three Hills, Calgary, is that correct, girls? And I'll be interviewing Three Hills, the Alberta. Three Hills, Alberta. Uh, geography is not my... Uh, not my major there, Sylvia, but uh, I can give you guys a basic rundown of this. And uh, I'm going to start off by saying something so everybody doesn't think I'm one of these, you know, I'm totally biased and I'm, you know, one of these tree huggers who's going to chain myself to a friggin' oak tree to save a spotted owl. I'm not particularly what you'd call an animal lover. Uh, Sylvia, if she still remembers that far back, will tell you that I have a, have a cat. Um, I am... Uh, not a real big dog lover. I grew up in Alaska, and actually, me and my sister got chased by a pack of wild dogs, so probably been scared ever since. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, it comes down to a and, I, and I'm not here to, to, to debate zoos either. I'm not a card-carrying member of PETA. I think a lot of them are half-whacked. But with that said, I think a lot of them have passion for what they believe in, and that in this day and age, I got to give props to anybody who has passion for anything, even if uh, I think some people go a little extreme. Uh, this is not about zoos. This is not about uh, you know uh, an extreme view of uh, whether zoos should exist. This comes down to basically common decency. This basically comes down to. Uh, how, as human beings, we treat each other and, um, you know, animals in general. And, again, this is coming from a guy who is not, like I said, known for uh, being, you know, I'm not one of these guys out there with 12 dogs and, you know, four cats and and just, you know, walking around, uh, you know, making that my passion. With that said... I've said on numerous shows that when I look out and I see a dog with his ribs sticking out, starving, eating out of my dumpster because his friggin' owner owner would rather spend money on crack than buy him dog food, it pisses me off, and I think the fucker should be put in jail. And in this country, you go to jail. Now, I, now um, you know, I got myself fired up about this because there's a lot about Canada I love, and I know I make jokes about French Canadians and this and that, but the truth of the matter is I have a lot of friends in Canada. I have a lot of listeners from Canada. I have a lot of clients from Canada. So, um, and there's all, and, and spending a lot of time in Minnesota, I've spent a lot of time in Canada. I think it's a beautiful country. There's a lot of good there. With that said, I think you have some of the most archaic, backwards-ass laws when it comes to the treatment of animals I have ever seen. In fact, I'll use the word medieval. Um, I recently watched a video with one of my guests who I have on, um, Devin McDo- uh, McDonald, I hope I pronounced that right, sweetie, uh, yep. who is an animal 
uh, rights activist. I think that's a good way, and I thought you presented yourself well, unlike the owner of this particular zoo, Mr. Lynn Gustav, Gustaf. How do I say his name? Gustafun. Gustafun? Yeah. Well, he came off like a senile old man, but I'll get into that in a minute. And then we had, of course, the token politician who would fit in nicely in this country because uh, he's about as wishy-washy as they come. And basically, you know, I do my research on the overall gist of things, and I have uh, determined that since this particular organization or farm or as i call it concentration camp has opened up and i believe it was 1987 there has been no less than seven i know there's been more than that but i'm just going off uh major investigations into the um gazoo animal farm if you want to call it that and i use that word very very loosely um speaking of which my cat just opened the friggin door sophie hold on one second my cat actually opened the door. She must know we're talking about pets. All right. Um, this has generated seven major investigations, and I can tell you um, none of them have been positive. These are major news organizations that specialize and are knowledgeable in the treatment of animals. I won't run through them all. It's on the Internet. I did not find one positive written about this particular group and um, we're going to talk about the power of social media because um, I posted on the blog if you guys go to the show page there's actually a link to a video that Devin appears on where basically the owner of this so-called farms in response uh, by the newscaster to what his opinion was of this massive outcry of outrage, he basically said to the effect that we're all a bunch of idiots, that uh, if we're smart enough to, you know, determine by pictures that there's abuse or neglect going on, uh, we're smarter than him. Well, let me tell you something. Um, you know, I'm a boxing fan, and when I look across the ring and I see a guy with both his eyes shut, it doesn't take a genius to figure out he probably got his ass kicked, okay? So when I'm looking at photos of, of water that looks like it's contaminated, when I'm looking at dogs with open wounds, and by the way, he didn't even know the term for it. Um, and I'm referring to Mr. Lynn Gustafson, the owner of this so-called farm. And quite frankly, I think concentration camp, which I coined the phrase, is a very accurate description of what that place is because it sure as hell ain't no zoo. Um, I'm looking at, uh, again, pictures uh, that I'm sorry, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or intelligent to figure out there's a real problem. And for those of you out there who support this zoo, screw you too. You should be ashamed of yourself because there is a difference between a zoo, and again, I'm not debating the merits of zoos, and this. This is a roadside carnival outfit. This is something where they are stockpiling for profits. Uh, animals in way, way too small of environments. Um, the pictures don't lie, people. I mean, an idiot can look at this and determine that these animals 
are certainly not being taken care of. And after listening to Mr. G give his spin on all of us who are outraged over this, and again, it's not because I'm necessarily a tree hugger. It's because I don't appreciate, in fact, I downright loathe anyone, anyone in a position of power who uses it against in, uh, any one person, place, thing, or whatever. It's, it's a bully mentality, and in this case, I think the man's almost halfway senile. And if he's got a problem with that, he can sue me, because some of the comments that came out of his mouth were outrageous. I've got two people on the line tonight who know a hell of a lot more about this situation than I do. Uh, one is my former business partner, Sylvia Roth, uh, who is a social media expert, and we're going to be talking about that because you people can here in the United States can do a lot. And I know there's a lot of other people out there who have played a big role in terms of social media. And I give you props, and I know some of you are listening. Again, I do a sales and marketing show. Uh, the fact I'm doing this show is a radical departure for me. My normal fan base is going to be scratching their heads. But like I said, this is a show for anybody in favor of just plain decency. You don't even have to own a pet to give a shit about what's going on up there in Canada. And by the way, I suspect it goes on here in the States, so I'm not just picking on Canada. But in this particular case, we're talking about the Gazoo Animal Farm. Uh, Vinny calls it the Gazoo Concentration Camp for Animals, because quite frankly, that's what I think it is. Um, the ASPCA, uh, which I think is a decent organization, uh, finally has jumped in. I might add 10 years probably too late. Um, I want to get into the laws up there in Canada because I think they're medieval and archaic because I'm telling you that this zoo would have been shut down so long ago here in the States that it's not even funny. We wouldn't be having this discussion. Um, so there's some issues up there in Canada with your laws regarding animals and the treatment of such. And again, this is not a show where I'm going to debate zoos. You don't have to be an animal lover. This is for anybody who cares about common, humane treatment of anything. And what I'm seeing in this video and what I have seen in other videos and what I have heard from numerous uh, people with credibility and what I've read in numerous investigative reports all say the same thing. This place is bad news, and it's a black eye on Canada. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people that are going to boycott their money in Canada because of this. And it's something that Canada needs to address because it's just plain booked up. And I didn't use the F word. Did I do that okay, girls? Did I cover the bases before I introduce you? Definitely good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we keep it real on this show. Um, Sylvia, I'm, I'm going to start with you because obviously you've been on my show before, so poor Devin's probably sitting there shaking her head and saying, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? So um, why don't you go ahead and start us out and – Tell us how you found out about this. You brought this to my attention. I checked it out, and I said, you know what, I'll do the show. Because, uh, again, sales and marketing behind the eight ball doesn't run in the pet ca category. 
So this, you're going to have to do something you don't really like to do. You're going to have to talk. So go ahead and give us your <laughs> opinion. Right. Give it stars from A to Z, and then we're going to introduce Devin McDonald, who is a uh, animal rights activist and has a great insight into this. And I'm really looking forward to talking to her as well. And then I'll get well, back to you in terms of the social media. And I'm going to try to keep my yap shut. In this case, probably won't be too hard because I'm not as familiar with some of the details as you both are. Go ahead. Well, essentially, like most of the Albertans, the way I found out about it was uh, Nick Burgess's photos on the Facebook fan page forum, Shutting Down Gazoo, which Devin and others have had up since 2007, incidentally. And essentially, the media needed to be notified of the standings of this. It turned out the Edmonton Examiner had done actually an article the week before on it. And so when I saw the pictures, being the animal lover that I am, I couldn't stand by. Yes. Right, right. Very much so. I couldn't stand by, and I can't even imagine animals living in those conditions. Like some of them are exotic animals that should not be in any way, shape, or form treated like they're pets. Treated like pets. They're not treated. I'm not seeing anything treated like a pet. I'm seeing animals with open wounds wrapped in plastic. I'm seeing a guy who owns the joint who who doesn't even know the correct terminology to describe the wounds. Um, and I'll talk to Devin about that. Uh, I don't consider what this, this place is. I don't consider these pets. I, I consider this basically a concentration camp in the terms that they're jamming a myriad of animals into a very small populated area that to me looks like it's basically something out of the 18th century. No, it definitely, the term pets is more in regards to the fact that they're allowing people to come into the enclosures with the wild animals like the lions, the tigers, the bears, and petting them and treating them as though it was just a a household cat, which is not all right. It actually contravenes some of the uh, animal laws that we do have that actually make sense in this country, but... Uh, Well, uh, the first time one of those tigers goes tigers and takes somebody's hand off, uh, the laws might change a little bit. And that brings me to a point that the wishy-washy, ballless politician, uh, what's his name, Dave Eli, who's a typical politician, who, who, who basically said our job is basically just to make sure the people are safe and the animals are this or whatever. Uh, Devin knows what I'm talking about. She was on the show. He's a typical stuff shirt politician. And um, if if allowing people to pet tigers um, is considered safe, you know, wow, that's a new one to me. Um, I was in Las Vegas when Siegfried and Roy, uh, you know, <laughs> had a little bad experience. And it wasn't because the tiger was mistreated or evil. It's because the tiger went tiger. That's their natural Definitely. instinct. But I'm not even getting into that. I'm talking about the uh, what appears to me to be a, a variety of different species, uh, birds, dogs, uh, exotic animals, etc., cetera, uh, that are not being properly cared for, that are not, uh, I, I mean, 
I have been to exotic zoos where tigers exist, and there are some zoos, I think, that do some good things in terms of probably keeping certain species alive, and there are people that actually care. And I'm not getting into all that. This, to me, looks like a dog kennel. This looks like a, a box that should fit one animal, and they've jammed 30 into it. That's what it looks like to me. Now, I may be way off base here. I haven't visited it, but I'm not stupid, and I'm looking at enough video that there is no rational human being that can look at that and tell me that these animals are being cared for in a proper manner. Um, I don't know what your spin is on that, but obviously you, you feel the same or we wouldn't be doing this show. Yeah, no, that's definitely what caught me was just, I mean, a lot of the the supporters of the Gazoo state that he loves them, he cares for them, et cetera. And it's like, all right, maybe he started it with the best of intentions, but he's in sure. over his head. These animals are not being taken care of appropriately. And so when I saw the vi- the pictures and the videos, and especially the one with the goat that was bleeding from his head, irregardless of the incident that occurred to cause it, it really made me stop and think. And so, of course, I went to Google and I pulled up all these horror stories that have gone back basically since this, the bloody thing opened. And, and by the way, they're consistent. We're not talking about a 50-50 thing here. It's it's basically the only thing good you're going to hear about this zoo is from the people who run the zoo and the shills they've got. Well, and by the way, I did email the zoo today to let them know about this show. I did not get a response. I'm not sure the man can even open his computer, much less read. Um, I was quite offended by his comment. Devin, uh, let's introduce Devin McDonald. She's an animal rights activist. And um, I personally was offended when the reporter made a comment, what, sir, is your opinion of this public outrage in mass over the pictures of animals in your care on your farm et cetera, et cetera. and he basically implied that we're all a bunch of idiots because we shouldn't uh we're not smart enough to determine the the um whatever the word is the um the status of the animal based on pictures well as i said before when i see an animal with blood gushing out of it or water that's brown um yeah, I think I'm smart enough to figure out that these animals aren't being taken care of properly. And maybe he did start out with the best of intentions. It's like the little girl who gets the puppy and forgets to get it spayed. Next thing you know, you have 13. You know, But there comes a point where enough's enough. And I'm not saying this guy is an evil man. I don't know him. I'm not judging him. But I am telling you that it would appear to me that this place is completely overcrowded. It's run amok with animals that, that, that are in habitat, if you can call it that, that is not conducive to their well-being. This is an older gentleman who, like I said, uh, thinks that anybody who has a problem with these pictures is somehow a wacko. Um, who doesn't know specific terms. He said, well, I don't know the term for what this wound is, but you'd have to talk to the vet. That tells me he's an idiot. He's the one who's got the problem. Um, and, uh, you know, what is, your, what is your take on this? Give us your background on this, because I'm fired up on this. Like I said, I'm not even what you call a quote-unquote animal lover. But I, I have a real problem 
with the systematic um, neglect of anything. And this really pisses me off. So I'd like I'd like you to introduce yourself. I know you've been on the uh, you know the the front lines on this for a long, long time. And uh, go ahead and uh, tell us about yourself and and how this started. And you'll have a lot more time to talk than you got on the uh, news channel. And by the way, you can say whatever you want on my show. We keep it real here. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I basically found out about Gazoo. Uh, probably around 2002 when I was still in school and it was listed as a field trip for my for my class. Could you speak and up just a little bit, sweetie? I want to make sure everybody can hear you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, is this better a little? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I found out about it quite a few years ago when my class, I'm out of school now, was planning a field trip there. Um, I had already heard about it. I knew it wasn't a very good place and I started to research it and came came, came across all the old records on it, all the reports and the various violations and um, ended up getting the trip canceled. But um, I've actually been involved in animal rights and rescue in Edmonton, probably more so on the rescue side. So I do have a lot of hands-on experiences with various animals. We run a rescue and rehabilitation uh, group for exotic and domestic animals common in the pet trade. So I'm not completely just sitting here and learning off the computer. I can recognize an animal in distress, and I do know the basic care of a lot of these species. And um, the thing is is that he does does try to paint us all as idiots who are just city slickers sitting on their computer and jumping on a bandwagon, but... Um, vets and people that are very involved in the zoo industry themselves with uh, accredited world-class zoos have gone out to Gazoo and given their opinions as well. Um, and they're not good. No, I mean, they're not good. They're these are other zoos that are flat. I don't consider what this guy runs a zoo. I, I don't know what you what your take on my word concentration camp is, and, and I don't mean that to offend because obviously I'm certainly not equating this to humans. But when I mean a concentration camp, I'm talking about it looks to me like he has got way, way too many animals of different oh, species sure. jammed together in a little tiny shoebox, and well, there is no possible at- way they can be treated in a humane manner. I'm not saying the guy's intentionally going out there and abusing animals, but when I see a white swan or whatever it is with blood running out of its head, it doesn't take an expert to realize that I don't need a vet to tell me there's a problem there with that bird. No. Yeah, the, that picture in particular was an Emden goose. And okay. She was just totally getting picked on by the other geese and was photographed a week later dead. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't mention didn't, that either, by the way. He didn't mention the bird died. Oh, no. And that's the thing is animals are disappearing at Gazoo constantly, and they never uh, release any information on their dead animals. Um, so this is, a, this is like basically, you know, uh, you, uh, I can never pronounce the word euthanization, uh, but it's not done the, uh, in a humane way. It's basically, um, you know, Survival of the fittest, and if you don't make it, tough shit. Yeah, he does have convictions, too, of not providing uh, vet care to animals that required it. Um, but I, I do like your description as an animal concentration camp. I look at it in 
that way sim- similarly that he's an animal hoarder. He's he's like a cat lady with exotic animals. Yeah. And if you if you look at any uh world class zoos, they'll have at least two keepers per species. Sure. And uh he compares himself to a farm. He says you can't look at us as a zoo, but unfortunately he's not just keeping farm animals. He's got and he's regulated under the zoo standards. He can't give us the excuse that he's a farm and treating it as a farm animals because they're not farm animals. They have extremely... These are not... Exactly. I have never seen a farm with a tiger. I've never seen a farm with with lions. I've never seen... I have never seen a farm, period, that has basically almost every living friggin' species of animal known to man all jammed together. And, I'm not, uh, no, and it, we it, have it, farmers that are members, and they would never keep their animals like this. He can't use that as an excuse either, because, of course, it's harder to take care of them in the winter. But that's why, as a zoo, you are supposed to have a sufficient number of staff to take care of all that. He's been being told since the very beginning that he's not keeping his animals in adequate conditions. And when he started out, he didn't have nearly this many animals. He's always disregarded it. He's never fixed it up. He puts more focus on quantity rather than quality. And he doesn't, he'll say outright that he doesn't believe his animals require better conditions. He doesn't think they require physical and environmental enrichment. Well, he's a friggin' idiot. Born into this. He's yeah, a friggin' yeah, idiot. Because, I, I mean, I know, I mean, let's just call it like it is. And, and this brings us to another point. What in the hell kind of laws? Because we keep saying he's been told this and he's been told this. But that brings us to a point about Canada. And, when, and, and see, and again, I, I realize here we got states and you guys have providences, so forgive me if I say Canada and like I'm indicting the country, because I'm not. But you should this be part of Canada, standard. they obviously keep telling him, but they're not enforcing anything, obviously, That's because this man's been running this freak show, this yeah. carnival. For, and I assume it's for profit. Does, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he makes money, or does he not? I think the main money he makes is off of the sale of exotic animals that he breeds well, sure himself. It is. Yeah, he's definitely for profit, and he's. But where where is the accountability? See, all I'm hearing is he's been told. He's been told. But I'm looking at this again. This wishy-washy, ballless David Ely who couldn't give a straight answer if you put a gun to his friggin' head, and he, he's an issues, I, what, what is his actual title? It was some long title purposely so you wouldn't know what the hell it was. Issues manager for the development of something. One of those pencil pushers. He's a pencil pusher. Um, you know, and and basically it comes up with, uh, you know, came up with nothing. Why they booked the guy on the show I had no idea because he gave no information other than saying, oh, we're basically here to make sure that the animals are being taken care of. No, you're not, because for, for over 10 years you've, you've got the reports, uh, David Ely or whatever your name is. These animals obviously aren't being taken care of. So where, where is, what are the laws in Canada? Because Sylvia mentioned this to me, that they're basically – it's sort of like those, uh, you know, occasionally you'll find one here in the States where it was written back in like, you know, 50, 60 years ago. And they never, they forgot about it. And like, you know, it's, some of them are funny. Like, you know, in some states, if you do this, uh, you can go to jail. I mean, they don't enforce them. But I mean, they're, but in this case, though, it appears there's no proactive 
nothing. It appears almost like the only way to get rid of this guy is exactly a major social media outburst. And he, you know, he doesn't like it, but that's tough shit. But what are the laws in Canada in your area pertaining to animal rights? Because I could tell you that though, I mean, uh, we had an NFL football player do two years in prison for dog fighting. They don't, they will come at the very least and take the animal's I mean, I would say three or four times a month I can see a news story where uh, the Humane Society comes in and removes 15 cats from someone's house. So at least we have our shit together a little bit when it comes to that. It appears up there they don't much care. No, well, I'm not talking about people like you. I'm talking about the government. Yeah, our federal law is actually, like, you can chastise Canada as a whole because they haven't been changed since the 1800s. So describing them as medieval is archaic and medieval. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah they haven't been changed, and it's very difficult to get any sort of convictions here, even just under the Animal Protection Act for very basics such as uh, food, water, and shelter. That's difficult enough. But then wow. you've got the problem of the zoo animals um, ha- being regulated under different standards, and the ASPCA, as much as they would like to. Um, try to paint themselves as good guys completely in this. Yeah, they 10 years later, 12 years later, they show up to the dance so they can get some publicity. I'm not real happy with them either in this. When I found yeah. out that uh, when I'm going through the timeline, thanks, you know, thanks, guys, show up right when the media buzz comes so you can piggyback off it. And yeah. shame on you, too. Yeah, they could be. It says right under the, um, the zoo regulations. They'll tell you that they can't do anything because the zoo, they're... Uh, they're bound by the zoo regulations, but under the zoo regulations, it specifically says that they do have the power to go in there and make suggestions and compile a full investigation and report on what they see is violating the Animal Protection Act. And they right. haven't, up till now, done that. I don't know if they're no, doing that No, because they're now. too busy running that sad commercial with the with the with the thing that makes me break my credit card out every time. You want to cry watching that damn commercial. Yeah. Whoever sings that song, and that yeah. and and that costs money. And I'm not knocking the you know I'm not knocking the organization, but in this That's case they, they have dropped the ball. And I want everybody here in America to know that when you go visit and spend money at a zoo in Canada, you are contributing to the mistreatment of animals and if you do it and you have a pet uh you need to be aware of it because i don't think many people in this country are aware of the law 1800 do you people realize how i mean we're going but what i mean over a hundred years a century i mean what that we're in the modern age i don't i i, I am stunned and and uh, you're you're a country that opposes the death penalty it's illegal yeah. And yet, when it comes to animals, it's basically fair game to do pretty much whatever the hell you want to do with them. And it, it, it's stunning to me that a country that is anti-death penalty, um, that is a modern civilization, you guys have running water, you have intelligent people, you have a good country in a lot of ways, you have uh, you know a lot of, uh, of good things up there, could totally drop the ball almost to the point where people are just – uh, just it's like the Carly Simon song. It's the way things always, you know, the way I've always heard it should be. So that we just accept it, and uh, yeah. it's, it's shocking. It, well, it is embarrassing. 
Yeah. I mean, there's plenty in this country embarrasses me. So believe me, I'm not just picking on that. But that's. But I can tell you when it comes to that, um, it wouldn't happen here. I mean, like I said, the, uh, you can you can be a star uh, NFL quarterback. You're, you you torture dogs. You're going. Your ass is going to jail. Mm-hmm. And if these were all dogs and cats, I'm pretty sure the ASPCA would have been in there already. I don't yeah. understand. I think there are things that people have to look at that are further up than this that he's been able to get away with this for so long. What's going on? Why is the government so complacent? Why is the FPCA so complacent? We And we don't have answers to that. Well, it's money. It all. But let me tell you something, sweetie. One thing I've learned about things, it always comes down to money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you follow the money trail, you usually can figure it out. And uh, trust me, someone is making money somewhere on this. And when you're dealing yeah, with sure. exotic animals... Um, there's a huge underground market. Even I know that. Definitely. And um, there are people with more money than common sense out there who just want to own a tiger for the sake of owning one without a clue of how to take care of it and would have no problem dropping twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to purchase one. Um, well, I have actually one happened to one of the tiger cubs. Is yeah. It was adopted out to a guy in B.C. who is now taking the tiger on tours through malls. Yeah, sure. Tim Carlton with Siberian Magic, he purchased Kisa, the uh, Bengal Siberian mutt tiger from uh, Gazoo, and his wife actually was recently killed last year, possibly the year before in B.C., by one of his tigers that was being kept in a 12 by 12 area mm-hmm. in his yard. Prior to that, he was keeping his tigers under his porch in Abbotsfield. Wow. And... Um, a, zoo, a wolf recently escaped from a zoo in Ontario just a few months ago. It came from, they didn't name specifically, a zoo in Alberta. And there are only, there's only one zoo in Alberta that sells, breeds and sells their wolf cubs and at kazoo. So we don't, like, lots of these animals are going into, well, we don't know where they're going. He doesn't keep proper records, but none well, of no, the we, we, I, I can tell you most likely, again, there's a big underground market. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Alaska sure. where they would, would they literally would uh, slaughter the seal pups with clubs just for the fur. Um, they will, uh, you know, and I'm a fisherman. I'm not, like I said, I've actually hunted ducks and stuff. I don't particularly find anything sporting about taking an AK-47 shooting an elephant. Um, I don't consider that a sport. I, again, I'm, I'm not one of these. I'm, I'm, very, I'm being objective as I can. But basically, there's a reason there's a major poaching market. These people aren't whacking these animals for the fun of it. They're whacking it because, in the case of elephants, which almost drove them extinct, it's because, um, you know, you've got a magnificent animal here, and they butcher them and chop off the tusks. And that's the money in the ivory. And it's sick and it's twisted. And when it comes to exotic animals, there is a huge underground market. And um, apparently in Canada, you got a green light to do whatever the hell you want to do. And um, this is why 
people, and I'm telling you, this is why this show needs to happen, and, and those of you out there that are uh, doing the social media thing. I'm going to tell you something. I interviewed a marketer. Sylvia knows about this. Two years ago on my show named James J. Jones, who mentioned that in a couple of years, social media would radically change the Middle East because of the fast dissemination of information. He was dead on. You saw it happen in Egypt. If If social media can change an entire country, it can certainly um, do something where people have, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, there's a lot more passion for just the basic humane treatment of animals than there probably is for Egypt over here. So I personally think that, uh, you know, it's obvious that Canada and the archaic laws they have are pretty well set, but I can tell you one thing that will change real quick is a mass flooding of people from this country and your own that say enough is enough. And the way you do that now is through a strategic use of social media, which I'll talk to Sylvia about later on in the show. Uh, I'd like you to continue on as far as where is the status, because I know this 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 zoo or whatever the hell you want to call it, um, it was up for a license renewal, and I don't know if they got it or they put it on hold. Where are we at with this now? Currently, um, they did get their license renewed conditionally. They're under conditionally for sixty days while okay. the investigation continues. Um, we can't really get any uh, information on what the conditions are right now because they're just leaving the investigation open. We can't. It, they'll right. They don't want you to know, but I can tell you this in a way that's a good thing. Everybody out there who has access to social media, I would take advantage of the 60 days. It might be 58 now. I don't know what we're down to. And I would tweet. I would Facebook. I would do everything you possibly can. Um, and, uh, Devin, I'd like you to get with Sylvia, provide any of the actual government email addresses for us, um, uh, names, wherever, anybody, uh, phone numbers, the whole thing. If we got to flood their friggin' switchboard, we'll do it. I think everybody, and again, I know I got to, there's a lot of, in fact, I know almost all the guests I've had, I always hear dogs barking. I know James Jones has dogs. I know, you know, I have a cat. Like I said, mean little cat. Um, I got roped into that one because my niece said, Uncle Vinny, will you get me a kitty? And there were 28. By the time I showed up, there was one. And there was one for a reason. She's the meanest little cat that ever existed in the zoo. She's famous still eight years later. But she's part of the family. And what I'm saying is, there at this point, the only reason that you were even on that news show was because of the social media outpouring. Otherwise, yeah. and, and, and it needs to continue. And again, well, I've been I think sending pictures to the media for years, and yeah. it's only because of they wanted to focus on in the beginning me accepting friends' requests and stuff. So it's definitely the whole social social media sure. outpour that has gotten this into the news because I've been sending them pictures for over five years. <laughs> and I think a lot of, and I hope, and this is where egos get involved, but I hope that there's different facets um, out there that you guys all share the same common goal. And what I would tell you all up there in Canada that are 
on this bandwagon is don't break off into factions and get into this who started this first or who's done more and all that bullshit because that's not going to help. I think that what needs to happen is you and whoever else. I know there's other people on Twitter um, running. I think it's got to be a collective group um, together, uh, you know, and keep the egos out of it and everybody kind of coming together for one cause because if it becomes like, you know, bickering, you know, you guys are all in favor of the same thing, but if it starts becoming factions and, well, I got here first and I did this, we're, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to dilute the process. It's going to weaken yeah, it. Sure. So mm-hmm. I think everybody needs to be on the same page. And, and, and I know, unfortunately, when it comes to causes, uh, egos come into play, and there's certain people that want to, you know, I'm the one who started. You know, get over it. If you really care about the situation, it's not about who did what first or who sent the most photos or who sent the most press releases. It's it's a combined effort because if it's done correctly, um, I mean, if Charlie Sheen can, uh, you know, sleep with my favorite porn star of all time, Ginger Lynn, and uh, get busted with a crack pipe and turn into a social media star, certainly in a matter of weeks, certainly uh, what's going on in Canada um, in terms of their laws, which basically say do whatever the hell you want with a cat or dog, we don't much care. Um, as long as you kill think, it in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that you guys done properly, and Sylvia, that's your area of expertise, um, I think you guys can make some huge headway, put some big pressure, um, and that's why I'm glad we're doing this over here because, again, I can guarantee you that 99% of Americans would be stunned and shocked if they knew what the laws in Canada were pertaining. So when we think of Canada, we think of, like, the movie Fargo. We think of cold. Uh, we think of, like, northern pike fishing. Uh, we think of the health care. But I guarantee you, I and we think of some good marijuana that's grown in places. Uh, I have never, ever heard, and nor would I have ever believed, that uh, – you have laws on the books that date back to the 18th century, basically, or whatever the hell it is. It's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it really incredible. is. And I think that needs to come out here. And that and 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 I believe it or not, there's people over here that might be able to do more, uh, you know, in terms of putting a little pressure. Because again, this is very political, and. Um, I don't know if these guys, I don't know if you guys elect your officials up there. I assume you do. Yes, do. But guys like this Ely, I mean, this little mouse of a man who probably orders ice water with lemon with his dinner, um, you know, he's just a, again, he's just a mouthpiece. Uh, you know, he's not going to give you a straight answer. Uh, they all ought to be ashamed of themselves. I've got a company up here that exports $1 million, $1.2 million worth of goods and services to the uh uh, I believe um, Calgary or Calgary, Alberta, that owns four or five dogs. And when he heard about this, he flat out is cutting all business with Canada. He, I mean, this guy, 
Well, I thought he was going to have his third heart attack. He got so pissed. He didn't have any clue either. So, you know, if it calls for a boycott, it calls for whatever, uh, something needs to change on that. Uh, Sylvia, jump in on the social media aspect because, you know, most people have Twitter accounts. Most people have, you know, a Facebook account. Where, where, what is the best way to approach this? And again, I want you to get with Devin after the show and get some government um, information for me, like addresses and numbers and so yeah, forth, I that I will actually gather all that. Yeah, gather um, that up. Well, Social essentially, media, the way Devin, what, you're, you're a professional. Do this for the newbies. Well, essentially the way Devin approached it with the Facebook fan page and stuff like that was a great okay. start. What it really kind of needed was the the ammo that was brought on by Nick's pictures and by the Edmonton Examiner finally listening to Devin. Okay, now who's Nick, those, by the way? I want to give him props. I don't he know. He is you know. the one who Let's took props the pictures to with the uh, goat bleeding, with the pigs eating the jacket, with his... If you look at any of the mainstream media, 90% right. of the photos you'll see are the ones he took. What's his name, Nick what? Nick Burgess. All right, Nick Burgess, you're a badass. I, uh, props to you, man, for real. And, again, I don't know. Um, I assume he's Canadian, and uh, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about somebody like me who wouldn't know how to put a Facebook fan page up if you uh, paid me money. Uh, I say I got a Facebook, I got a Twitter Um well, well, I think the essentially the key component for basically anyone looking to help is to, for one, go to the fan page. It's a shutdown gazoo. Just type it into your Facebook search bar. You'll find the Shut fan page. Shutdown gazoo. And gazoo, by the way, I'd ask you how to pronounce it. I didn't know if it was guzoo or whatever the hell, but it's G as in goat, U as in unicorn, uh, Z-O-O. Gazoo. Yes. So it's not G-A, but it's Gazoo. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, yes. it is. Okay, because I don't, you know, I don't so speak you'll Canadian. See the face, you'll see the Facebook oh. fan page. A good thing to do is join. Um, you can share the links that are being posted there, the information that's being posted there. I'm sure my followers, which many of them are marketers, are sick to hell of me basically spamming my wall, but because I know they're marketers, I've even gone to some of the bigger names and posted specifically on their walls. Of course, it's all guys that I know are animal lovers and are... Well, make sure you post, post on James's wall, James Jones. He James, oh, James uh, before he got engaged, I think, uh, you know, the dog was everything. I mean, until yeah. he got the electric fence and forgot that when the collar is in your hand, you don't want to walk, walk through the through electric it. fence. Yeah. Yeah, that's a friend um, of ours, Devin, that got uh, got uh, learned about electric dog fences real fast. That you generally <laughs> don't want the collar in your hand chasing the dog as you go through <laughs> the 900,000 volts. And I'm just joking. James has uh, had the same dog for years. And unfortunately, at age nine, the dog decided to take up chasing cars, and which is rather odd, I think. It's something that you would think maybe a puppy would do, but... At age nine, James's dog decided he wanted to chase cars, so James had to keep him in the yard. <laughs> so um, definitely uh, post there, Sylvia. Yeah, so it's definitely a case of sharing the links. Um, that same Facebook fan page has a discussions tab that has all the information of 
who to email in regards to the government, the MLA, all of that, which right now is a very important time to do it because we are approaching election time. And I've noticed there's actually... I can't recall the politician off the top of my head, but there's one that's already picked up the animal rights activist changing the laws and stuff as part of his... um, his campaign. I would quite frankly make sure that anybody who has voted for the status quo, I mean, on a grassroots level, you guys flat out just, if the voters up, you guys flat out let them know that, uh, you know, whatever you got to do, we're not voting for Well, I think for one now. of the biggest issues, especially being in Alberta, is it is a case of the good old boys club, and it is a case <laughs> yeah. of, for sure. of the same government year after year after year, and... Yep. Unless we change the government, we're not going to change at least how things are in Alberta. It definitely needs to be addressed on a federal level. But if you can, but, but, you may, but on a federal level, in 58 days might be tougher. But if you can get rid of one of these jerk offs, even on a local level, it's it's going to wake the rest of them up. They're going to say, "Oh shit, we just lost yeah. one." Maybe. And and the fact of the matter is, um. I wonder if even the, I, I'm curious how many Canadians are aware of this. I mean, just because Sylvia, I don't I'm not, think I don't, a lot I don't, of them truly were. I mean, I had no idea our animal laws were so lax and so awful. And you live and there. So, You're a Canadian citizen, and you weren't even really aware. No, how and I lax. mean, what makes me sick is this place is literally outside my back door. It's only a hundred kilometers away, so less than an hour from where I am, and. I had no idea that Gazoo existed, and it's it's horrifying that basically our animals are looked at as our property. Right. Right. Yeah, that's well, the thing. Is that's what I've gotten from so many officials is that they're his animals. He can do what he wants with them, and that's basically Dave Ely's uh, position when I was talking to him at Breakfast Television. Is that? Well, his wife feels- is his property too, probably right, Sylvie. I mean, isn't <laughs> in there a lot? No, I'm serious. No, there's a lot. Isn't there some place in Canada where uh, 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 up? Yeah, uh, most of Quebec still views uh, wives as being property, but interesting. BC, that wouldn't work too well over <laughs> here. The uh, husband no, would wake up with a headache the next day, real bad. <laughs> But it's definitely a case of things are just archaic and animals aren't our, don't have rights. They're our property and stuff like that, and it just leaves – it's just horrifying. Well, that's pretty ambiguous. Property is one thing. I mean, I consider my cat my property. I mean, I own her. That means you can't come and take my cat because she's my cat. No, but the way well, they're looking at it – The wording property. is wrong. The, yeah. I, the, you know, I mean, basically, it sounds to me like – property in the sense that uh, your bowling ball is your property or yes, uh, a punching bag is your property, and you can do pretty much whatever the hell you want. There is no uh, – there. there's a – you know, what's sad about it is there's absolutely no – you don't have to be, again, an animal lover or a tree hugger. I mean, Vinny is not chaining himself to a tree uh, no, and it's to save the spotted owl, and when the rattlesnake – was slithering behind my house going after my cat. I took a shovel to it. That might piss some people off. But quite frankly, I didn't want to meet my cat. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one of these, you know, people that are just going to, you know, I don't consider myself that way. But 
but to, to to sit here and you've been in this neighborhood, Sylvia, you know what goes on behind the restaurant down that street. Oh, definitely. And you know these people would rather buy crack than than feed their dogs. That's why they're in my dumpsters, and that's why I got cats in the dumpsters. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, a, a bag of cat food is even the you know the cheap variety five bucks, and it'll feed them for a month. Why? I mean, for 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 people to, you know. And it's usually the same people that have 12 children, and um, they take care of their kids about as well their, as their pets. So um, I have a. Re- it's there is nothing more. It just it makes me so. I don't even know what the word is. There is nothing. Um, you know, it's like the Michael Vick case. Um, it wasn't so much the dog fighting that pissed me off. It was the sociopathic nature of the torture. Um, I've actually met some dog fighters. I personally wouldn't watch dog fight for any amount of money. I have watched roosters fight. It's a cultural thing in Mexico. I know this will piss some people off. Didn't find it as offensive because these weren't trained to be mean. You put two roosters together, they're going to fight. I'm not. I'm not defending it, but these dogs, are literally taught and uh, not taught, uh, basically Edition. treated in a manner to make them vicious. And what Michael Vick did that, quite frankly, got lost in the shuffle was the premeditated torture, drowning, electrocution of dogs. That, to me, was far greater of a crime and that's why quite frankly i think he's a sociopath because it's one thing you know the fighting of the dogs you know fine put him in jail for that the problem i had with that is you got to be a real sick twisted bastard to hook a dog up to jumper cables and kill it because it didn't win a fight and you know what in this country we love our sports heroes and so we're going to forgive Michael Vick because he had a great season last year. But quite frankly, I don't think for one minute anybody that was capable of doing the torturing that he did is um, rehabilitatable, if that's the word. Um, I'm not giving the guy a pass. So, um, you know, that's my spin on that. Watching animals with ribs sticking out makes me, you know, sad because it doesn't have to be that way. And like I said, in this country, at the very least, they will come in, and I'm not saying it's great because I'm sure most of them get put down, but to be honest with you, I would rather see uh, a starving dog put down than have to suffer trying to scuffle through dumpsters. Uh, that's no life. That's, a, that's no life. And uh, um, what's going on, you know, in this particular gazoo concentration camp appears to me to be the very same thing sanctioned by the government of Canada and uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. It's it's sickening that in this modern age that uh, people can uh, in positions of authority can basically turn the other cheek and really not give a shit. And yeah. uh, one Devin, thing you about, jump back on there, sweetie, because uh, I want to get some more, uh, you know, um, thoughts from you on the social media thing and some of the stuff we're talking about. Okay, well, I'm just going to touch quickly on just 
a lot of the things that's been going on that's been brought up on Facebook a lot lately is um, people are very concerned about what's going to happen to the animals if Gazoo shuts down, and they're trying to defend the zoo as saying that he takes in rescues and he gives them a better life than what they had before, which is just not the case, is that he'll tell you and their supporters will tell you that there's nowhere else for these animals to go. If if he truly felt that and was that was his position, then why is he breeding these animals? If there's nowhere for these animals to go, then it's his fault. It's his and he's breeding them to sell the them, thing. sweetie. You know, I yeah, mean that's exactly. what he, we know that. Yeah, he sells you're right. Animals. There, if there's nowhere for some of these animals to go, that for, then it's his fault. He's perpetuating the problem. And the fact is, is that. There are a lot of places for lots of these animals to go, and Zoo Check Canada has offered to fund the relocation of all these animals, whether the zoo shut down or if he's willing to give up some of the animals and promise that he will not replace them with more animals. They will uh, pay to have them sent to other locations, and we have already been looking and have already gotten many responses for most of the animals at the zoo. And the thing is, is that even if some of these animals are put down, which would, of course, be a tragedy, I feel... I would hate to see any of those animals sure. live their lives there and then die there and never see anything better. But they're not going to be breeding. They're dying a slow death as it is now, though. A lot yeah, of them well, are dying a slow death as it is now, it would appear. Yeah, and that that particular it, goose, like, for instance. Yeah, if you think about it, if these were dogs, people would be outraged. The lions sure. and the tigers have been in there, the one lion has been in there for 19 years, and not once during those 19 years has he been able to, been able to run. He's never, he doesn't have enough space to run. He like, doesn't know he's a lion anymore either. I mean, it's does like that not make Pro- people sad? Yeah. Like, no, it make, it's heartbreaking. And it, it, and, people and, go and, there it, for it, the past couple of days, and they're like, it's being cleaned up. Of course it's being cleaned up. They have the whole town of Three Hills and their entire church out there. Like, yeah. throwing hay around, uh, picking yeah. up the garbage, uh, well, the members of the church, shame on you, too. I don't know what God you pray to, but uh, you wouldn't get a dime of my money either. Yeah, well, so, that's you the know, whole the, thing. The church can go to hell, too. How about well, that? Lynn Gustafson's very involved in his community, and he has a very big following. And, of course, he comes mm-hmm. across as an extremely nice man. But he mm-hmm. loves people, and he does this for people, and he doesn't care about the animals. He'll tell you. No, he may love people, but he doesn't give a shit about the animals. It's as obvious, exactly. and like I said, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, I, he didn't even know the term for the wounds. He no, and I'm a dog. Term, you know. I'm a dog groomer, and I see dogs with cysts a lot. It's true that basset hounds are prone to cysts, but sure. responsible owners will get their cysts drained and removed. They, I have never seen a dog with cysts that exposed, especially dogs that are wandering around laying in feces of other animals, and <coughs> they're removed long before they ever get to that point. Let me like, ask you this. Is, I wonder if there's any way to check his tax returns, because I'd be real interested to see if he's doing anything under the table when he sells his stuff. Is he reporting the sale of these animals on his taxes? Uh, you know, I'm I sure doubt it, and he plan- has been charged with illegally uh, trafficking exotic animals in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so if you're like getting twenty five thousand in a brown paper bag, um, you know the government might want to know about that too. I'd be real curious if anybody out there in government, maybe that you know, it is all about the money. Maybe you got to check this man's tax returns because it's pretty evident that the man sells these animals. I'm very curious if he's reporting it as income on his taxes. Yeah, for and sure. And why do I have a feeling donations. he's not? 
they do they're a for profit business too and they accept donations. So where is all that money going? Yeah. Are people t- saying to go out there and volunteer your time? That's like asking, okay, the restaurant down the street is dirty. It's not up to the neighbors of the restaurant to keep it up to health standards. It's like going it's like the Nazis asking one of the Jews to go bury one of their own. It's sick. Yeah, well, it it's really not is. up to us. Not only is it uh, it's unsafe and unhealthy being at Kazoo. It's filthy. The cages are in disrepair. It's a public safety and health hazard. But if you cannot personally take care of the animals that you have willingly brought onto your property, you should not be expecting, you should not be putting it up to common people to take care of your animals. As you say, he would say himself, they're his property. If he can't take care of them adequately, you should not be guilting the people who care about these animals to come in and take care of your animals that you have for profit and should be able to maintain with the income you're bringing in. This guy's got it made, doesn't he? He really does. He's got it made. He's got a he's got a hell of a business racket going up there. Yeah, he I mean, supports himself as a charity and as yeah. a rescue and sanctuary, which should be yeah. not for profit, but he is in it for the money. And he'll he was quoted saying, These animals are worth ten thousand dollars taxidermy. If that's what you want, that's what you'll get. He said that a couple of weeks ago. He's obviously in this for the money. He's not accepting any help from Zuchek saying that They'll pay for the relocation of these animals. He doesn't want it because it's going to take money out of his pocket. It's too bad. I'd like to. I'd like to. It's too bad we did this show because I'd like to go up there and uh, get a camera taped to me and 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 uh, buy uh, make him a little offer on what he's got and see how that went down. Be very interesting. I have on video him taking out some newborn lion cubs. He passes them to me over the fence, and we're like, "Why are you taking them from from that uh, mum already?" To hand raise them so that they'll be easier to sell. I ask him how much he sells them for. Uh, do you have that video? $500. Do you have that video? Yeah, I have the video somewhere. I would get that video it. up because, quite frankly, um, I think the uh, another avenue to go after this guy is you've got him on, if you've got him on tape selling, because I didn't hear him admit anywhere in, in, in the um, newscast that he sells these animals. And um, I'd be very curious. I assume in Canada it's no different than here, that when you make a profit on something, it's reported on your income taxes. And I've got a real strange suspicion that he's not reporting the sale of these animals. Or if well, he I is, guarantee he, he's not he's reporting it because of the fact that it's against the law to traffic. Well, there you go. So basically, uh, Devin, I think you've got maybe the smoking gun on this, and that is in, instead of the shock videos, and the shock pictures, which are very important. I'd like, perhaps, uh, maybe you should consider putting the video up of this man illegally offering the sale. That's basically a crack dealer coming up and saying, hey, by the way, do you want to buy some crack? Um, The thing is is that I've sent these to all the relative authorities, and they're just ignored. And it's, it's as if they won't take evidence collected by people that have visited the zoo as proper evidence. They'll say, we're going to do an investigation. Well, that's, that's Give the zoo warning it, of that, the investigation. That's where you got to get some badass marketers behind you that know how to disseminate. Uh, and your money, your money. talent is in in the um, welfare animals. Um, mine isn't, but there, there are people in Sylvia's network and my network that could take a tape like that and go medieval on this old son of a bitch. They I'm definitely serious. need to feel like this is going to affect them in the pocketbook. That's the only reason this hasn't well, happened. No, he's committing a crime, They don't want to give up any capital or their voters, 
They don't want to upset the voters. They don't want to upset what they've already got. So we do definitely need to make it clear that they are going to suffer more monetarily, the government, I mean, if if they don't fix this. Well, no, I'd like to, as an American citizen, show them the video and say, I'm just curious, in Canada, I said, is, uh, you know, is it legal to sell these animals? And, oh, really, it's not? Um, then then why are you, here's, here's a video of a... Of, it actually uh, is legal to sell them in many, like, he takes them to exotic animal auctions. Um, in Innisfail, Alberta, we have an, two exotic animal auctions every year. In Ontario, there's exotic animal auctions where you can buy bears, zebras, wallabies. There are, it's it's well, I, I, like I said, I'd be very curious if he's paying taxes because I, let me let me let me ask you a question. Had you purchased whatever it was he was selling, I doubt he's racing into his accountant and saying, "Make sure you mark this down so I can file it on my 2008 income taxes." I I can almost assure you he probably isn't. I don't know, oh, I but it. I would lo- I don't know if you have a Freedom of Information Act or how it works yeah, up there. Yeah. But I would love to ask this mealy mouth whatever the hell his name is, mouthpiece, uh, Dave Ely, uh, what uh, what shows up on his tax returns? Because why do I have a feeling that the majority of this man's income is the sale of exotic animals? And why do I have a feeling that the majority of that income is not listed on his return? Why and am I just... he did start originally with a fur farm license. Yeah. Uh, not a zoo license. So he was obviously yeah. started for the income. Yeah, it's a for profit. It's a from from what I pretty much surmised through all this is he's running a big scam, and the scam is basically taking advantage of a country that doesn't give a shit about animals. He's take he's not he doesn't even he really doesn't even have to do too many loopholes. The one thing that might get him though is tax evasion, because mm-hmm. if uh, I don't think that would be hard to prove if. Uh, no, the animals give birth every year, but where do the babies go? Yeah, where do the babies go? I like, yeah. See, that's the direction. I hope. I mean, that's why we do these shows because I know, like someone like you, you're focused strictly on the animals and stuff. And whereas I, try, I try to come, you know, it's good to do these shows, think outside the box, and look at other angles. And one of the angles I would look at. All of you out there listening, um, Nick, all of you, is let's look into the uh, let's let's see what this man files on his income taxes because, like she said, where do the babies go? Where do they just vanish into thin air? Or he sure as hell not giving away Bengal tigers as gifts. No, and accredited zoos won't take them because they're not part of the species survival plan. So it's not like they're going anywhere good. So right. where are they going? <laughs> And he We've hasn't mentioned anything about that. You won't. I don't. As it's, I, I've never heard him. I didn't hear anything where he comes out and says, "Oh yeah, by the way." Um, in fact, he basically what he portrays himself is as an altruist. As oh, I'm a a guy here, just you know, portrays himself as an old man who's just out here to take care of these animals and does the best he can. Bullshit. I mean, sell that line to somebody else. I've been around the block too long to buy that. And I think most people out there who get the picture are way too smart here and in Canada. And the politicians up there need some heat put on them with video and everything else. requires a TV spot. And, Sylvia, I would crank out the press releases because um, get that that story syndicated and and get in, in, in again. As Devin said, she's been going with this one angle with the pictures. Um, let's let's get 
let's get into the dirty little behind the underbelly secrets of tax evasion. Where do the where do the animals go to? Is he reporting the income? There are a lot and of other exactly avenues to go to. And this has been investigated before in the past with the kazoo. If you look at CTV's W5, they mm-hmm. do a whole special on kazoo and the underground trade and auction of exotic animals. So it's not like this has even really been a secret. It's just there's always. In the past, numerous times there's been an outpouring of public disgust towards this place. They put a Band-Aid on it. People forget about well, it. Well, there could be one here in America now. There will be one here in America now because, uh, like I said, I don't think anybody here knew about it. I sure didn't. Um, uh, like I said, uh, Sylvia's been in Calgary for 28, 29 years. What, how old are you? So uh, I'm not supposed to ask a woman oh, how old she is. <laughs> okay, what? Okay, let's say 21. Okay, <laughs> so she's been there her whole life, and I don't think she was aware of it. And she's pretty up to date and savvy and intelligent. So if people that live there aren't really aware, you can imagine the people over here in the states are totally clueless. And that's why, again, I'm glad this show uh, is taking place, because this show will be archived, and it will be up here forever. And and once 20 minutes after we go off the air, this link will be up, and we will blast this link to this show everywhere where people can uh, can watch it. And I'll send it to every host on uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is the world's largest uh, social radio network. Um, I, I can guarantee you there will be some... Uh, uh, you know, information being disseminated. But I think the key thing, the three things I would, would, would recommend would be, A, everybody should, you know, stick together on it. Uh, B, look into other angles besides the obvious. It's obvious this guy's running a concentration. It's obvious that animals are being treated in an inhumane. I mean, this is obvious. Uh, focus maybe on some other things. Again, I would look into the tax issues of this. Um, you know, fraud, income tax evasion, um, that's a tough one to uh, overcome. He may be the nicest guy in the world, uh, but when you start cheating on your taxes, uh, the government's probably not going to be quite as nice to him as they have been. So uh, it's just another angle to go to. Because uh, that, 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 that was real interesting when you brought that up to me. The first thing I thought is, uh, wonder what he shows for income. It wouldn't surprise me if he shows, like, I don't know what he shows for income. He, knowing him, he probably says, I barely break even. Oh, he says it's not a business, it's a hobby. Oh, yeah, well, it's a hobby. <laughs> Boy, well, I'd like to have a hobby that made that kind of money. Exactly. And it's it's... There should be a problem there with purporting himself as a, a sanctuary and rescue, which is supposed to be a charity, while bringing in money, not reporting on whether the money is being spent. And that's, I mean, that's not even legal in this country. That, that you, you, you have to be a certified charity. Um, it's called an NPO, nonprofit status. That you have actually, in order, like if I donate to a charity and I want to get a tax write-off, it has to be a sanctioned legal charity. If it's not, I don't get the tax write-off. Apparently, we don't know what the hell this guy is. He calls himself a charity, but apparently he's not. And so, therefore, let me ask you a question. Say I wanted to say I just love this guy. I want to send him 100 bucks. Oh, you're doing great you're doing a great job with these animals, and I'm being facetious. Uh, would I be, and I'm living in Canada. Uh, would would you get a tax, say you're a Canadian, would you get a tax donation, a write-off no, on your taxes? No. 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 Yet he's purporting himself to be a nonprofit 
But if he was a legitimate nonprofit, you would, correct? I mean, you, yes. you oh, yes. there you go, right there. There it is. So you might want to let people know that when if you buy patronizing or by donating you're not the reason you're not getting a tax write-off there you go it's because he's not a friggin legitimate charity people i mean you, you know use your brains out there good yeah, I, i'm glad we brought this point up i didn't know we were going to go into the area of the taxes but you know what one of the most notorious criminals in america was a guy named al capone not sure if you guys are familiar with him Yes. But he was one of the most famous mobsters of all time, and they could never bust him for anything. He was a bootlegger in Prohibition era. And you know what they finally got him on, don't you? Tax evasion. That's the only thing they could get on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd be re- I would pursue that. And if the government is aware of that, then they're in bed with him. That is a... Um, you know, there's a lot of hardworking Canadians out there who pay their taxes who would probably like to know that um, tax cheating is alive and well in Canada if you uh, know the right people or go to the right church or whatever. And I think it would piss a lot of people off who probably pay a lot of taxes up there. Oh, definitely. Yep. And I'm not getting off the the animals, but I, I was the whole point of this is trying to we're trying to bounce ideas as as how to how, in, in regards to how to stop because like I said I watched the I watched the video I did I did enough research on this to know that this guy's a fraud and quite frankly borderline senile based on his comments it's like when you're asked a question by a reporter, what is your opinion of this quote-unquote massive outpouring of outrage? And his reply is, well, I would say these people must be very intelligent, and he's being facetious saying that, that they can tell the, you know, the well-being of an animal based on pictures. And yet, the, and I'm thinking, you are friggin' senile. Because all you, any, any third grader could look at those pictures and see clearly that these animals are not being taken. I, I, I mean, there's, there's blood. There's, I, I, I mean, what, that doesn't require me to be, have an IQ over seven to figure out there's an issue. And so, they'll say, he'll and say, he's of arrogant. there's feces in the pen, there's injured animals. We understand that animals go to the bathroom. We understand that animals yes. get injured. The fact is, is that most of these, I go take pictures on one week, go back three weeks later, the exact same carcasses, the exact same piles of shit, the exact, it's yep. all there. It's the same thing. It doesn't change. It's the fact that it's not cleaned up. And in the zoo standards, it says these animals are supposed to get fresh water every day. Cages on less than half an acre are supposed to be cleaned every day. Washable surfaces are supposed to be washed every single day. And it's not just an animal issue, it's a public safety issue. And not only that, these animals don't just require It's a compassion adequate... issue, for Christ's sakes. I mean, Jesus Christ, at what point do people say, you know, come on, this is just, this is cruel. I mean, yeah, in, you don't have to be a aspects. badass. I mean, I'm like exactly. I said, I am not a tree hugger. But what this man is doing is the systematic, slow torture of 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 animals and it's that bully mentality that I hate. It's somebody who who is in a position of power that literally just doesn't give a shit about life 
and this to me, and I don't care what the church says, or I don't care how much money stuffs in the pew, they should be ashamed of themselves, and if they're in bed with them, they're just as bad. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, the thing is is that this place has been showing time and time again for two decades that they're not willing to change. And he doesn't, as long as the animals are alive, he doesn't believe they require anything He doesn't else. need to change because no one no one is making him change. See, no that's one, the problem. The guy, they're just yeah. turning their back to it um, because they don't care. See, it, we, we can blame him. But the real blame lies in the government, who doesn't have the balls or the interest to stop him. Because if they did, he wouldn't be in business. So really, we to to, to rely on the government is is crazy. You can you can the the only way you can you can get to the government is through a mass pouring of your ass is going to get voted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Americans are not going to visit Canada because I can guarantee you, people will stop spending money in that country that 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 even have a shred of decency in them and there are a lot of them i wouldn't i wouldn't drop a penny in 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 a country knowing what i know now and i spent but, I, and alberta it, depends on tourism a lot and yeah well their the tourism is about is going on tours right now to improve our reputation so yeah. this is definitely not going to uh, help that mission of theirs <laughs> No, not at all, because I guarantee you Americans that own dogs and cats would would end up going to Disneyland in Orlando before they went to Canada if they heard this. I, and like I said, I, I, I do marketing for a certain gentleman, Sylvia knows who he is, who was so pissed off. He has one major account up there in Calgary. He's actually trying to penetrate the market up there and flat out said, don't even take leads from Canada. And this guy is a big player in the ex- – I mean, he, he – it Very it, big. That's just one guy. Now, I can guarantee you, um, you know, boycotts are very, very effective. Uh, when when the money stops flowing – and let me tell you something. The good majority of the Americans over here, somebody owns a cat, dog, bird, or anything, and even those who don't would be would would not endorse this. Ninety-five percent of this population uh, – you know, I mean, again, I would say 99% don't even know about this. And anyone that owns a, a you know, a dog or, or a cat or anything whether, uh, would be stunned. And uh, that's the angle that, uh, again, I'm glad, you know, this show is based in America. I get a lot of American listeners. We're, we're going to syndicate this. This this show, by the way, um, I've been told is going to be a featured show, which means um, – it will be up there for a long time. I will try. I was going to do a show next week. I might not let this thing hang up there in the top ten. Hopefully within two days when they up the ratings, we should be sitting up there um, in the, uh, you know, hopefully very high, and we'll continue on this end to do what we can. But, uh, I again, press releases, I would put that video. I would put, I you know, get together with, uh, you know, I think you guys all got to do come together on it and and hit them in terms of tax evasion. Hit them in the fact that uh, there are Americans that are going to boycott coming there, um, and uh, in the current economic climate, uh, that's something they don't need. And this guy oh, isn't worth it. 
the guy is not worth it. He's not gen- – and the money, it's not like he's generating the government a bunch of money. It's going in his back pocket. I no, mean, they just don't want to spend money to shut him down. Yeah, if yeah. They, well, it wouldn't take really... any money to shut him down. It would, all it would take was somebody with a piece of paper and a set of balls that says you're done. That's yeah, it. Sure. It doesn't require also, money. We, we can't let the ASPCA completely off the hook either because they do have the ability to go in there and make yeah. suggestions and even char- charges and convictions under the Animal Protection Act. And there is more than enough ed- evidence compiled showing animals without proper... Yeah, well, they're late to the dance, uh, Devin, because I'm a little pissed off at but the ASPCA. Of money and donate their entire... Um, like yeah. when they die, they'll put the ASPCA in their will. And if they realize that they've been letting this go on and not going yeah. Yeah. out to the I'm going to give the ASPCA a little call tomorrow, I think, and I'm going to bring this up to them, and I'm going to let them know that, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, you know, after seven major investigations that I'm aware of all saying the same thing, I'm noticing the date on the ASPCA. It's March 2011. Where the hell were they? Um through the last 10 years. Well, that's the thing. They go out there and they say, oh, we're on the case. But they They're never piggybacking off you guys and your media. Because if yeah, you notice on the newscast, it's the, the reason you were on that show is because of the social media. And ASPCA, like any other organization, and I swear to God half of them are bullshit, decides let's piggyback off the hard work of people like you and Sylvia and Nick and everybody else out there. And, I'm again, I know they do some good, but I also know as a marketer how much it costs to run that 30-second song, Eyes of an Angel, and the production, and it costs a shitload of money, and... Um, I, the 27 or whatever you send in a month, I'm guessing a minute mean? fraction of that actually reaches the animals. And this is my problem with these charitable organizations that run on television. And it really pisses me off that they're piggybacking off of you. They didn't yes. initiate this place anything. This has been open in Alberta for 23 years. Thank so you. where has the SPCA been this whole time? No, but they this- waited till you guys did the hard work. And now they're going to jump in and try to take the credit. And I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen, and you guys need to as well. Because I, that was one of the things as I was going through it that pissed me off. I'm looking at the timeline, and I'm thinking to myself, well, isn't that ironic? Now that we're actually getting on TV, here's an opportunity. We can do some fundraising and act like we care. If you ever get them... Anywhere in the same room, you might want to ask them the same question. I'd get them on a news show and say, by the way, where were you for the last 20 years? Interesting, isn't it? We all want to jump on things when they're hot so we can steal the glory and the thunder, and that's not what it's about. If they really cared, they would have been there a long time ago when all these investigations, and by the way, again, seven major investigations through the years I'm aware of are all consistently the same, that this place is an atrocity. And uh, shame on Canada's lawmakers, shame on anybody who visits uh, this so-called zoo, this old man who, who thinks that everybody's a nutcase, Lynn Gustafson, or whatever the hell his name is, uh, you're borderline senile. So you got that on the record from Vegas fans. Have your lawyer call me if you want to. I'd love to get you in court. I'll I'll come to Canada. 
Um, you know, we got about three minutes to go. Sylvia, um, let's see, what do we have? We have about, uh, no, actually about four minutes. Sylvia, take two minutes, wrap it up, and then I want Devin to wrap it up, and then I'll give my uh, close. And I want to thank both you ladies. You guys got Maddie. Uh, boy, I just gave out my name. It's a, you got Vinny fired up. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you being on here, and I'm glad to do this show. Um, again, it's a radical departure. I talk about marketing. I don't talk about pets. But uh, this needed to be done, and uh, I appreciate, you know, Devin, what you're doing. Anybody in this day and age, again, that uh, has a passion for anything, anything positive, is is something that I truly appreciate. And it's obvious you have a great passion for this, and you've been consistent. You've worked your ass off on it and taken very little credit, make no money from it, and we need more people out there like you, and I appreciate you for doing it. I really do, as do a lot of other people who will listen to this show. Uh, Sylvia, uh, you and I uh, have had our ups and downs in life, but uh, I appreciate you bringing this to my attention and uh, – if it was not for you, that we wouldn't be doing this show. So go ahead and give your final thoughts, Phil, real quick, and then I'll let Devin give her final thoughts here before the ticker ends up. we got about three minutes. All right. Um, I just hope that everyone still continues to put on the pressure, especially on our government, and not so much even on the local level. We need to change it federally. 1892 is way too long for a law to go unchanged. We need to keep wow. up the social media pressure. We need to keep up every sort of pressure we've placed on the government, on the zoo, on all the foundations and organizations that are supposed to be in charge of ensuring the welfare and well-being of these animals and public safety in regards to visiting this atrocity. Yeah, I totally Concentration um, camp. Just call it what Concentration it is. camp. And I hope that everyone just continues moving forward and that they don't look at this 60-day temporary license as a a failure, but look at it as a success that we've actually made a difference because take advantage they of could it, have too. been granted the one year, and we need to take advantage of every day that we have. you got 58 days to do days. something, people, and I don't mean to interrupt you, Sylvia, but they got 58 days to get off their ass and do something. Uh, Sylvia, I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. Um, you know I don't do shows on pets, but I did it for yeah. you. i got 90 seconds. Devin, you got about 30 seconds. I want to thank you um, just real quick. All right, thank you. Um, I want to just let everybody know to find out more. They should be going to our Facebook group, um, the Shutdown Gazoo. Uh, Shutdown Gazoo. Search, yeah, if you just search Shutdown Gazoo. Okay. You can also go to our web, website, www.caawps.co.nr. That will direct you to our Facebook group, as well as uh, hundreds and hundreds of pictures, videos, reports, uh, media attention, et cetera. You can see this has been going on for a very long time. I will time. post it, get it to me. I'm getting the 30-second button. I wish I would have scheduled it longer. Ladies, you both are awesome. Thank you. I'm glad I let you have this form. I'm proud to do this show. Guys and girls, um, Vinny has a few more shows in him. As always, may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. May you always remain forever young. And if you have a shred of decency or compassion in you, start kicking some ass over there in Canada. 
speak up, tweet, do whatever you can. This doesn't require money. I don't need your twenty-seven ninety-nine a month. We need your voice. It's not right. Let's do something about it. This is Vegas Vince, sales and marketing behind the eight ball. Good night. God bless.